0: podcast for what you could learn from your customers. The best thing about podcasting in healthcare is that we're currently at the ground level, meaning that the number of people in healthcare listening to podcasts is small but growing rapidly. I put together a free checklist for you to check out the steps on what it takes to create your own podcast. You could find that at outcomesrocket.health/slash. Podcast. Check it out today and find a new way to leverage the sales, marketing, and outcomes of your business. That's outcomesrocket.health/podcast. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. Today, I have the amazing Jason Dyer. He's Vice President of Sales at Concure Oncology. Breast Microseed Incorporated. Jason is a national award-winning values-based and results-driven sales leader with a proven track record of exceptional management and sales results. He's a servant leader with over 10 years experience with a people-first approach, that revitalizes organizations while constantly exceeding business objectives. He's an exemplary track record in developing data-driven strategic business plans with oversight to effectively forecast and manage long and short-term sales cycles. As we all know in this healthcare space, it's super important to understand that sales cycle and to understand how to manage that sales cycle because it affects ultimately cash flows and the way that our business does. And so it's a pleasure to have Jason on the podcast, not just to highlight some of these sales things, but also to talk about some of the things that they're working on over at Concure Oncology. So Jason, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. So that was a great intro. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So anything that I left out there, Jason, on the intro that maybe you want the listeners to know about you? No, no.
1: Um, I would just say that you know the, the only thing is that I've been involved in the in the breast care space for about ten years. So that's really about the
0: only thing. But other than that, it was perfect, outstanding. And so with this in mind, Jason, what is it that got you in the healthcare sector to begin with? Yeah, yeah. So
1: uh, right out of college, I started in the healthcare medical device space with three gentlemen who came from GE to a startup medical device company, and I worked for them. Uh, they, they sold a aided Detection software for the liver and the lungs, and really working from them and seeing their passion and excitement for me right out of college, really sealed the deal about me wanting to be and to stay in in the medical space, and that's where I've been. And uh, since then, uh, that that led me into coming into the to the breast care space. That I've been in for for about the last uh, ten years. So that's how I got into it.
0: That's awesome, man. And you've been in it for ten years. You've had a couple experiences and and several different companies with different technologies that help patient care. What would you say, Jason, is a hot topic that needs to be on every medical leader's agenda today? And how are you and your organization approaching it?
1: Yeah, I'd say that hot topic is personalization of of healthcare and the personalization of the healthcare treatments. And not just the treatments, but also the pre-treatments before a patient actually gets sick, using artificial intelligence, machine learning, using stuff of that nature to really help a patient before they get sick and then when they get sick to find the best treatment because we all know there's a lot of treatments, a lot of technologies, and a lot of things of that nature that are out there that really can benefit the patient. And one thing that our company is doing to help along the lines of personalization of medicine is we offer a a one-time radiation treatment option for early stage breast cancer patients after they've had their surgery. Previous, Before this, the patient will have to come in for four to six weeks on average, coming in once a day for those four to six weeks to get their breast radiation treatment. This takes it down to one day. So for those patients that can't take off work for three for to four to six weeks, patients that have to take care of their children... So, you know, this is something that can be beneficial, you know, and we really have to know and personalize this treatment to the patients that need it.
0: And I think that would be the majority of people getting the treatment, right? It's hard to take time away from children, time away from work. So I think there's a big opportunity here to really make this better. Can you give an example to the listeners, Jason, of how this type of therapy has created results by doing things differently?
1: Yeah, sure. So the actual, the, the treatment is based on the prostate seed implant that's been developed for 20 or 30 years now. And it's based on that. And one thing that we do is we track all of our results in a multi-center uh, registry study. So we're tracking all of our results and all of our data. We're even trying to take it one step further where we're tracking why the patients and the physicians selected uh, the breast microseed treatment over some of the other radiation treatment options. So by tracking our, and we've actually been tracking our results since uh, 2004 when the procedure was just just getting started before uh, FDA clearance or anything of that nature in the United States. So we have some some very long-term data tracking that has really, really been, been, been beneficial. And as we're ramping up, and we're just started commercializing in the U.S. about a year ago, so we're really even ramping up the, <laughs> increasing the data that we're that we're tracking now, especially in the U.S.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like OUS, you guys have been at it since 2004. And now two thousand eighteen, you're talking about fourteen years later, year ago you guys have started commercializing here. And and so what would you say one of the biggest call-outs for improved outcomes is with the micro seed procedure?
1: Yeah, so so really just the improving the outcomes by one, it's less time for the patient. But two, the outcomes are it's less intense for the patient. So the breast micro seed treatment has less damage to other organs that may be close to the breast, for example, liver and the lungs. The acute toxicity is much lower with this treatment because it's only one time compared to four to six weeks coming in once a day. Patients can have long-term effects 10, 15 years down the road. They can have um, cardiac toxicities or develop lung cancer from the radiation treatment. So this treatment is improving outcomes in that respect because it's only only one time. And because it can really focus on the area of interest that one time instead of instead of kind of uh, irradiating the area day after day and potentially causing harmful effects to other organs.
0: Jason, this is big, right? Because I, I, I mean, as I sit here chatting with you about this, I've got friends that have had breast cancer and many of the people listening have either had breast cancer or know somebody that has had breast cancer. And when you sit here telling me that one of the side effects of these therapies is lung cancer from breast cancer. It just becomes very concerning, right? And, and so to know that there's another alternative out there, like what is it that allows your technology to work differently so much more effectively? One treatment versus, you know, you said three to four weeks every time a day versus like, let's just call it 21 treatments. Like why is it that yours works that way and the others don't? Yeah,
1: because ours is low dose radiation. So ours uses low dose radioactive seeds called palladium. That's the isotope that the treatment uses, where the other types of of radiation are high dose. And the radiation oncologist and their team, they try to to keep it away from the harmful organs, but still there's radiation scattered. There's only so much they can do. And the technology and the software has has improved. But because ours is, is using low dose seeds, that's really what helps prevent the toxicities.
0: The interesting part is that it's almost like counterintuitive, right? Because you think, well, it's lower dose, but yet it takes less time. So what exactly is happening here? So it's
1: lower dose, but what this is doing, this, this is, the seeds are actually irradiating the area over some time. So the actual treatment hmm. is one time. Uh, the procedure takes about an hour or so, and then the seeds work for about 60 days. The patient got doesn't it. feel the seeds or know they're in there, but they're slowly irradiating the area over over the course of thirty, sixty, ninety days, killing got the it. remaining disease.
0: Got it. Got it. I just put it together. I didn't know that the seeds stayed in there and they actually mm-hmm. did the work. They only, as a person showing up with breast cancer, you show up once. They put the seeds in, and then they continue to work from there. Versus constantly having to come for this high-dose therapy.
1: Exactly right. So the patient can come in for the one treatment, and then they'll return the same day to their their normal activity while the seeds do the work. So the patient can be doing their normal activity the next day, return to work, return to running errands, return to taking care of their grandkids, whatever it may be, and the seeds are slowly, slowly working and killing the the remaining uh, disease if there is any.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, and as, as you know as we look to evaluate therapies to treat breast cancer, it's it's important to know all the options. And so, Jason, I'm glad you're here talking to us about this therapy. What is it called again? Breast Microseed treatment.
1: Breast the company micro-seed. is Concur Oncology and the treatment is Breast Microseed.
0: Breast Microseed treatment. So, what's the best place for listeners that are curious to find out more about this?
1: Probably the best place would be to go to all one word, dot com. BreastMicroSeed.com, and if you Google the treatment, Breast MicroSeed treatment, uh, you'll see some very, very exciting patient testimonial videos from some of our our recent site. But BreastMicroSeed.com is is the best way.
0: Outstanding. So, folks, check that out. I mean, you know, if you're evaluating options for this treatment or one of your loved ones, or even if you're considering other options as part of your treatment arsenal, if you're an oncologist, definitely one to keep your eyes and ears on. So Jason, talk to us about a time when you had a setback or failed. Maybe this is on the sales side of things. What did you learn from that? And what would you do differently as a result of that?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And I think probably the time that pops into my head is in my my previous position working uh, working with a few of the reps that were on my team, and we were part of a big um, IDN multi-hospital system deal, and we thought we had the deal locked up. We had the opinion leaders, we had everybody saying they wanted, saying they wanted our product and technology. And this is at my previous position, and we moved forward, and sure enough, they ended up going with the competitor, and it was a, it was a big half million dollar deal, and we were wondering what the heck happened. Well, apparently. One of the C-level executives, because they were purchasing some other equipment from this manufacturer, basically overrode everybody else's decision and made the purchase on his own. That being said, what we learned from the experience was you have to get every stakeholder involved. And even if you think that you have everybody, still continue. Still continue to, to see who else, maybe from the sales side, is involved in the deal. Because you never know. One person can completely change the course of the deal.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great call out. And and for those listening on the business side of healthcare, it's so important to Jason's thoughts here to address the invisible players. You can always have those people that, that you're dealing with day in and day out But there's those invisible players that you cannot ignore just because they're not part of the negotiation or just because they're not part of that particular transaction doesn't mean they're not involved. And Jason painstakingly uh, found that out, but walked away with some great learnings that he's now sharing with us. So always, always keep that invisible player in mind. How about the other side of this coin, Jason? What would you say one of your proudest healthcare experiences has been to date?
1: Yeah, I would say that last week, my previous company, Factortron was acquired by Hologic for $85 million. And they're, they're one of the largest players in the women's healthcare space, if they are the largest player in the women's healthcare space. So I worked at that company for seven years and, and seeing them get acquired by the biggest and best player in the women's healthcare division, Hologic was, that was something that I'm, I'm very proud of because I helped that company, uh, grow and they have, they had great product that, that changed the game and improved healthcare for women. So seeing, uh Logic now having them is great i'm very excited about that
0: man that's great yeah and you know when you know you you took part in in the growth of a company with a meaningful purpose and a great technology it's a great feeling to see that acquisition exactly and now, now they're going to be able to get it out to even more patients which which is what it's all about that's awesome man so tell me a little bit of an exciting project or focus that you guys are working there right now your company right now yeah, so we're,
1: we're, uh, we've had a lot of interest uh, since, we've, since we brought breast micro seed treatment to, to the United States. And we've actually had um, almost so much that we have a backlog of sites that are really interested and want to learn more about the procedure and actually want to go see a procedure because they're, they're so excited about it. So one thing we're doing that we actually have the first class is in October in Chicago, we're doing a training class now. So what we're going to do is we're going to get all the people who are interested from the facility, including the breast surgeon, the radiation oncologist, and the physicist to all come to a one central location from multiple facilities, and we're going to train them on how to do the treatment and the breast micromancy procedure. And we're going to have some KOLs from all over the U.S. and the world come and, and present about the treatment and also just present on uh, radiation therapy for breast and where they, where they think it's going. So we we think because of, of offering this training program, we're now going to be able to train and get more sites up and running faster at, to to treat more patients, which again is is what it's all about. So we're really excited about that. And this this will be our first one at some point in October. We're still we're hoping to finalize
0: the details by the end of this week. That's awesome. And where can the listeners get more information if they're interested in attending?
1: Yeah, so if they're, if they're interested in attending, com and or they can email me at the jason.dyer, D-Y-E-R at Concur c-o-n-c-u-r-e-oncology.com. So uh, e- either one, Breast microsteed, and or email me directly, and I'm more than happy to give the listeners any more information.
0: That's beautiful. And folks, I'll make sure to, to include both of those uh, contact points, the website as well as Jason's email address. So um, don't go away. I'll be sharing that with you here in at the end of the podcast. So let's pretend, Jason, you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in the business of healthcare. It's the 101 of Jason Dyer. So we're going to write out a syllabus with these four lightning round questions, followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Sounds good, let's go. All right, what's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes?
1: I think the best way to improve healthcare outcomes is by providing more people access to new technologies and new treatment options, including in rural areas. So just getting more people these exciting options that are out there. What's the biggest mistake
0: or pitfall to avoid?
1: From a healthcare company standpoint, not looking at all aspects in regards to starting a new company. And what I mean by that is not looking at all the regulatory aspects, all the clinical data uh, that you may need, uh, not looking at the funding, not looking at the product development. Uh, Just If you're missing any of these aspects in regards to launching a, a new product or service and or company, it can be very, very challenging. So just making sure that you have all of these pieces in place. Love that.
0: How do you stay relevant despite constant change?
1: I think you you make sure you have your pulse on the market and you have the three P's and you're constantly talking to the three P's. The three P's are the patient, the provider, and the payers. The same thing, if you're not in touch with them and you're missing feedback from one of them, it would be a very challenging time.
0: What's one area of focus that should drive everything in a healthcare organization?
1: Having a common strategy and goal or an objective, everybody rolling the boat per se in the right direction. It's very, very key because if you have people rolling in the wrong direction, it's not going to work out.
0: Counterproductive. And so, Jason, what would you say your favorite book that you'd like to recommend to the listeners is? My
1: favorite book, uh, I'd say Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I love that
0: book. It's a great one. Love that. Folks, this interview, all the links and things that we've discussed along with the transcript, you could find all of that. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash concur, C-O-N-C-U-R-E. And you'll be able to find all of that there along with the email that Jason provided. Jason, here getting to the end, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and then the best place, again, for the listeners to know where to get in touch with you.
1: Yeah, sure. So the closing thought, uh, I'd say for healthcare companies and for physicians, providers in general, just to make sure you you understand the patient's need and you take care of of the patient and try to constantly improve and, and personalize treatment for the patients because that's where it seems things are going. You know, whether it's through genetic testing or genomic testing or or artificial intelligence or, or all the different things that are out there and continue to to change the game, a personalization for for healthcare, and for the patient
0: is where it's going and what we need to be thinking about. And what, what would you say the best place for listeners to get in touch with you, just as a recap?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the best place to get in touch with me, uh, my email is jason, J-A-S-O-N dot Dyer, D-Y-E-R at Concur, C-O-N-C-U-R-E, Oncology, dot com, And our website is breastmicroseed.com. Those are the best best two ways to touch
0: with me outstanding Jason. hey, this has been great. I uh, really appreciate you sharing this treatment. I mean frankly, I didn't even know it was available, so listeners, I'm sure you will probably take interest in the discussion. Don't worry, you could always rewind and listen to the things that we discussed here. Just hit that rewind button or check out the show notes at outcomesrocket.health slash concure. So once again, Jason, thanks again for your time and looking forward to seeing where you guys take this technology to benefit patients. Yeah, thanks all. Thanks very much for having me on.